0: I'm Greg Garza, quarterback from University High, Class of 2022, and you listen to Playmaker's Corner.
1: Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Playmaker's Corner here. We are continuing our series of interview with top five players, and on this episode, we had a dynamic playmaker from this past season who is going to be graduating here in 2022. If you would like to introduce yourself, the position you play, who you are, where you go to school, and all of that, uh, go for it, man.
0: Hey, everyone. My name is Greg Garza. Um, I'm the quarterback at University High, um, and yeah.
1: Awesome. And if you are unfamiliar, Greg Garza was our number five ranked senior quarterback in the class of 22 coming in with an oval overall score of a 158.7 with an 84.5 from Simon and a 74.2 from me and if you haven't listened to that yet please go listen to our top 5 senior quarterbacks episode that is the class of 22 and that is actually episode 107 so please give that a listen for a full breakdown On Greg's game but we will be talking about some parts of his game today as well as his season but first mr. Garza we do have a kind of tradition here at Playmakers corner where we kind of get to know you and uh, some of your fondest memories of football or basketball or whatever sport you enjoy it is your favorite sports experience or memory while playing this could be a specific play. This could be a specific game or just parts of a certain season. And this could be any sport, you know, like we've had Arden Walker on here. Talk about basketball. I'm pretty sure you're also a baseball guy as well, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I am.
1: Yeah. So whatever sport you want to talk about that has your favorite experience or memory, uh, please share it with us.
0: Sweet. So I know this past season football, there was a lot of good memories but I have to say my favorite memory would be freshman year during baseball season. Uh, We actually won state that year um, and it was just super exciting seeing all the fans pack the house there at Butch Butler. Um, And then um, just winning that last game and all of our hard work and dedication paid off. Um, And then getting those rings the next year that was pretty sweet. Um, And I mean, I was hoping for a ring this year in football. We came pretty close, but we came up short um, but i have to say winning stay would be my favorite memory of high school so far
1: yeah no that's always a good one <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with uh securing a dub and you guys did have an incredible season this year and we will talk about that but uh before we jump into that you know assuming that you play sports the assumption we always make is that you're also a fan of sports you know i got into sports by watching and, you know, seeing all these plays of football I was like, yeah, I want to do that. So what is your favorite sport viewing experience? This could be a live game, whether, you know, it was like a high school game that you went to as a kid or it could be a sporting event as big as a Bronco game or something that you even watched on TV. We have a lot of guys talk about signature games on TV. What's your favorite sport
0: viewing experience? Um, honestly, I feel like here pretty recent when the Chiefs played the Bills. I think that's a pretty exciting game. Um, I like obviously I'm a quarterback so I like seeing quarterback duels and um, I think that was one for the ages so I would have to say that game between Casey and um, the Bills was pretty exciting and I was actually watching that game on a plane there was like little TVs on the on the seat so I was watching that that game on the flight coming back from California
1: hey that's quite the thing to be uh watching on the plane people might give you strange looks for being so excited, but I mean, it was a heck of a game. So I got to agree with you there, not as my uh, favorite viewing experience, but just what an incredible game. And like you said, quarterback duels, I can't think of one that's even close to that. So uh, that is an awesome game for sure. So what uh, kind of transitioning just a little bit here to talking about playmakers corner here a little bit. I mean, you are our number five ranked quarterback. You are our 2A MVP, which that's episode 95 for listeners to talk about more of the highlight reel of Greg Garza and less of a film breakdown kind of thing. And you were an all state guy as well. So this guy, Greg Garza, phenomenal player. I was really happy to do his breakdown. And now, Greg, I got to kind of ask you, what was your opinion of our evaluation of your game?
0: Um, I honestly thought that it was pretty accurate. I liked everything you guys said. Um, I took you guys' criticism. Um, and you know, I, I went back and watched my film and um, I definitely could see my pocket awareness that you talked about. Um, and I mean, I just started getting getting better already and hopefully getting everything going for next year. And I'm um, just trying to improve my game so that I can get better from this year.
1: Hey, we love to hear it and hear that chase uh, and that pursuit of getting better, obviously. And so, you know, you're talking about your game a little bit, and I gotta ask, and this is one of my favorite questions to ask quarterbacks: Who do you model your game after? Who's that player that, you know, whether it was a couple years ago and you're like, yeah, that's how I want to play, or even if it's recently, who, who have you try, who do you try to emulate whenever you're on the gridiron?
0: Um. I like to think, like, growing up, I used to like Russell Wilson a lot just because he's so smart and he is a shorter quarterback like I am. Um, And he's just super smart with where to throw the ball and how to throw the ball with his touch, especially on deep balls. Um, I've liked Patrick Mahomes lately, just his different arm angles. And I know both of those guys had baseball backgrounds as well. Um, Kyler Murray also has a baseball background. So I think those three guys mainly because – um, they like to scramble, but at the same time, they don't um, just mainly rely on their legs. They like to use their legs, but they're not mainly running quarterbacks. Um, and that's that's what I like to do. I like to use my legs when I need to, but I don't like to rely on them too much. I like to kind of just sit back in the pocket and pick apart the defenses. Um, but I would say those three guys for sure.
1: Hey, those are all great role models to have. And- obviously, you know, you being a baseball and football guy, I can see that kind of looking up to those baseball slash quarterback guys. And um, I can see the Russell Wilson part in your game for sure, honestly, Uh, especially, you know, his kind of ability to scramble and extend plays and still look downfield. I mean, he's won big playoff games. And obviously, I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And you've seen it in those games. Like, I, I think of that nfc championship against the packers back in i think it was like 2014 or somewhere around mm-hmm. that time where you know he was extending plays the whole time and hitting some clutch passes down the stretch to close the gap in that game and eventually win it so i can see that for sure and you know kyler murray he, he snatches ankles and you snatch ankles so that's something you guys have in common but enough of of what i think of your game here I want to ask you what you think are two to three things or qualities or abilities that separate you from other quarterbacks in the state. And I mean, you faced off against some very talented quarterbacks this year. You know, obviously, Walker Martin over there at Eaton, Isaiah Elliott, that uh, quarterback at the academy, and, you know, that freshman Ty Reed over at Delta. You faced off against some good quarterbacks this year. And, you know, we talked about other top quarterbacks in the state. But in your opinion, what do you think are two to three things that you think you do a little bit differently or that just make you a little bit better in some areas than other quarterbacks in the state of Colorado?
0: Um, I think to start, I'd say uh, my leadership. Um, I think growing up, um, I always played up in age level. So I was always like not only shorter, but younger than everybody. So I'd have to lead by example. Um, I know especially in high school that helped a lot, especially last year with playing with guys who are older than me. Um, And then this year, playing with guys who are all younger than me, um, it just shows um, who they can follow and gives them a good role model to to lead. Um, And then I think besides leadership, I would say just being able to pick apart the defenses. Um, I think um, watching as much film as I did, every Friday night I was able to do exactly what we were meaning to do every week during practice we would put in our drills and our our special plays for each team and um, just watching film and knowing what the defense was going to do before we we snap the ball that really helped me a lot Um, and then i would say the last thing would just be kind of my heart um i i hate losing so i i try to do everything i can to help my team to win um whether that be running the ball or passing the ball as long as as long as we come out on top that's that's my main goal Um, so I would say, I'd say those three things really set me apart.
1: Yeah. And I think that they're very evident even on the film. So I can see that for sure for you. And yeah, I mean, leadership is just something that you have to have to be a great quarterback. You know, that's something that separates a lot of good quarterbacks from great quarterbacks, in my opinion, and you know, you see some guys who it takes their entire career, even up into the NFL to eventually figure out what does it mean to be a great leader as a quarterback. And so to hear, I didn't know that you played up uh, most of the time. So that's also an awesome tidbit for our notes and whatnot. And uh, you know, if you're able to command the huddle as a younger guy, then you're able to command the huddle as an older guy. And you know, that's something that a lot of these younger quarterbacks, there's a ton of talent in these younger classes. But uh, how well do they command the huddle and whatnot is going to be huge on if they're going to be state winning quarterbacks or, you know, even playoff or conference winning quarterbacks for sure. So I think that's something that a lot of guys need to hear that, oh, you know, like maybe I don't have X, Y, or Z, you know, maybe I can't bomb it 70 yards down the field like Patrick Mahomes. Well, even though you have a powerful arm, but, you know, I can make up for it in other ways by being a good leader and being smart with the football. And leaving everything I have out there on the field. So I'm glad that you brought those up. You you kind of talked about this a little bit in the reaction part of your game, but what are some things that you're going to kind of focus on in this off-season? What are some areas that you personally think need a little bit more improvement or work?
0: Um, I would say just relying on my line a little bit more. I think I can... Um, You know, step into throws a little bit more, Um, not, like you guys said, not throw off my back foot. Um, I would say just trusting, trusting my team a little bit more, Um, whether that be my line or my receivers, just trusting my guys to be where they they should be. Um, I think arm strength. I know you guys mentioned that I had a pretty good arm. I think I can still work on that a little bit. Um, Accuracy a little bit. I think I can work on everything. Um, just to just to get that much better, you know. Um, I think um, rolling out on the left, I I like I like to roll out to the left a lot. Um, I know it's not very common for quarterbacks to like that, but I think baseball helps me with that a lot. Um, but I think just getting my shoulders and hips turned um, to make those throws more accurate um, would be beneficial to me as well. So um, just just working on all those things to make sure that I'm I'm ready to go for the next level
1: yeah no there's nothing wrong with working on something that's already good because i mean if you don't maintain you know working on that arm strength and that arm power then it's going to go away right so Mm -hmm. i i applaud you for you know continuing to sharpen the things that are already good and then working out some and ironing out some of the other things mechanically and stuff and i think that's very interesting that Now that you kind of mentioned that you like to roll out left, I can, I'm thinking of your film right now. I'm thinking, yeah, wait a second. He did roll out left a lot as a right-handed quarterback, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, obviously it worked to some degree, right? I mean, just talking about your season here for anybody who is too lazy to go click on those other episodes. I mean, you threw for 27 touchdowns this year. You ran for another 17. To only, you know, nine interceptions. So you had a great ratio here. Only lost one fumble, according to to Max Preps here. So great, you know, security with the ball in every aspect of the game, which you have going for you. And I mean, this university team had a phenomenal season, you know, going overall seven and five. And that includes two wins in the playoff as well. So you guys got on fire at the right time, snuck into the playoffs at that five and four, you know, in that very tough to a Patriot conference or league. You know, that's a very tough league. But I mean, you were able to really shrug off some of those regular season struggles and show out in the playoffs to an extent. And I want to just kind of give you time to talk us through this crazy season, you know, where you start off three and oh which, you know, is a great start by pretty large margins. Then you end up in a double overtime game and kind of go on a two-game skid, then bounce back against a good academy team. Once again, just lighting up that scoreboard and then going against Eaton, Berthet, and Res Christian. So I guess kind of take us through that first half of the season that was mostly non-league games and kind of what the team atmosphere was like and kind of what was going through your head in that initial 3 and in one start before league play started.
0: Yeah, so I know in the summer when we were doing our 7-on-7 seven seven camps, um, we were super confident with who we had. Um, we knew that we had studs on the outside with Logan and Tate, and then we knew we had Cannon and Paxton as our slot receivers, and we knew that they were going to do their thing. Um, so, like, pretty much every 7-on-7 seven seven we go to, we dominate, um, and then guys would miss here and there, so we we wouldn't pick up their slack. But um, I knew we had we had depth in the depth chart, so we knew we were going to be okay skills wise. Um, and then that first game against Moffitt, um, we went out there. It was a long bus, or no, it was against Ken Denver. Sorry, it was against Ken Denver at home. Um, and then we took care of them. We beat him. I think it was like 31 to 12. Um, Correct. Correct. Well, we didn't have Tate that game because he had um, he had missed a practice, so he was one practice short from playing. So we actually didn't have him for that first game. So we had to move Cannon to outside receiver and then bring in Keen to our other slot. Um, and we still we still did our thing. And then against um, Manitou Springs, we went all the way out there, and that was the first game Tate could play. So that was our pr- pretty much our first game having our full. Um, receiving core and pretty much everybody playing together um, and we, we took care of them pretty pretty nice. Um, we I think we scored pretty much all of our points in that first half and then um, coast of that second half but I think that that Muff or that um, Manitou Springs game really showed who we were. Um, our defense played amazing we shut them out. Um, I think our offense played pretty good um, and we're just clicking on all cylinders and then we go to Valley um, and like I mentioned before, I played up and I actually played for Valley. So that was pretty fun playing on that field that I used oh, to play as, as a little boy. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I knew a lot of those guys. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was pretty fun playing on that field that I played as or on as a little boy. Um, and I think that game was really good for us as well. Um, our offense played pretty good, our defense. Held them to a shutout and we actually put in our backups and they scored I think it was with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. So we didn't quite get the shutout um, But I know for sure our starters did their jobs um, And then that game against Eagle Valley. It was it was a really good game um, Something crazy. i had never seen in my life before they didn't have any set linemen the whole game they would like roam and I don't even know how to explain it you can watch the film but it was it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life like they didn't have any set linemen or linebackers they were all like moving around
1: okay Um, one of those hybrid kind of fronts
0: yeah no it it was it was pretty weird but um, we kind of got used to it at the very end Um, we went into double overtime Um, I know I know we scored our first drive and then I think I think the second drive was when we got stopped Um, just miscommunication. I threw that interception, Um, but I mean, other than that interception, I think we played super good. Um, Our defense played good. Our offense played good. And um, I mean, we came up short, but I think, I think everybody knew that that we could hang with those guys. And um, honestly, I think, I think we should have beat them, but um, it's okay. I mean, losses happen. No big deal. Um, Then we went to severance. Um, We didn't really play our best game. Um, we came out pretty flat. I think we're a little, I guess, too confident. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I don't like to say fluke. I don't like that word, but it just, I guess, it wasn't our day that day. Um, so we, we lost that game, and then we come back for the academy. I mean, that was our homecoming game, and I know we hadn't won a homecoming game, and I'm thinking about seven years, I think. So I think I know our guys are really, really wanting to win that game. Um, I know the crowd was was packed that night, super loud, and we were actually down. I think it was like twenty to zero, like really fast. Wow. We, we, yeah, it was bad. I know we got stopped, and then that's the game I fumbled. They scored, and then we got stopped again, so we went down twenty to zero. And then um, I think it was the second quarter. I threw a touchdown to Cannon on the run, um, and then that pretty much sparked everything. And then our defense started to pick stuff up. They got a few stops and then that's when our offense just started to click again. Um, And, and then we ran away. I think it was, I think we were down. It's like, I think we were tied at halftime. And then the second half we, we, we pulled away. Um, I think we only allowed one more score that second half. And then we put up a few scores. Um, And then the next team, Ian there at home. Um, That's one of my favorite rivalries so far in high school. Every time we play Ian, everyone knows that it's going to be a crazy game um i've talked to a couple guys on that that team and every time they play us uh, we know they're going to bring their best game and they know we're going to bring our best game so those are always the best games to to go to um and then we were actually up so we had the ball first and we scored right away um and then they answered right away i think it was like a 90 yard touchdown by the running back just took it back but tate was supposed to be playing safety. Um, but he had this visor on and it like, I don't know, I can't remember if it was cracked or if something happened, but he had to sit out and I guess nobody substituted in for him. So we only had 10 guys in the field when that ran when that run happened. Um, so yeah, it, it hurt pretty bad. It cost us seven points, but, um, it happens. So we came back and we had a nice long drive, um, went up 14 to seven. And then I think. I think they answered back, and then we kind of went back and forth. Um, Both defenses were playing lights out. um, And then I think we scored right before the fourth quarter. So we were up, and I know you guys have mentioned that we were the only team to be beating them in the fourth quarter. Um, But then they tied it up, um, and then late in the fourth quarter, we had the ball, I think it was with, like, four minutes left on our own, like, five-yard line. And we had done this drill all week, and we do it pretty much every week. We start from our one-yard line and drive the ball 99 yards to go, like, win the game, basically. So we had prepared for that, um, but we, we got called with a holding call in the end zone. Um, so we got a safety and then um, kicked the ball to them. They scored, and then we had one last drive to try to go score, um, and we just came up short. Um, I remember their, their DB made a good play. Um, bat the ball away from Tate, but um, I think that that was one of our best games. I think our defense played really good. I know we got a few takeaways on that, on that good offense over there. But um, I think um, everyone, everyone knew Ian was, was number one seeded. And if, um, if we could hang with them 27 to 20, I think, I think we we would be all right if we saw him again and and we wanted to see him again. I know our coach told their coach um, that we'd see him, that we'd see him in the playoffs. So ever since that day, um, we were just looking forward to that rematch and, um, pretty much every practice, every game after that was leading up to that rematch in the playoffs. Um, but then the next game against birthed, um, we went out there and, uh, much like Severns, we came out pretty flat, um, and they were running it, running it down our throats. Um, we got stopped a few times on offense. And then the second half, um, we came out super sharp. We started scoring a lot, um, and just did our thing in that second half and we ended up getting the win and then against rez um man their offense it's it's pretty it's pretty fun to watch i mean not not when you're playing against them but um they're just super powerful and they know exactly what to do and they're just i mean they they pretty much ran the ball all all night on us so um you know i think our offense i think our offense played pretty well against them um, but it was just it was just hard to stop that run that they had with all those big linemen and all those lead blockers they had. I think it was it was pretty difficult for our defense to stop them. Um, but then we played Moffat County in the first round of the playoffs um, and we actually traveled all the way up there. Um, oh, hey, like, we say that. You... Yeah, we stayed at steamboat the night before. So we wouldn't be oh, all tired. Man. Like, yeah. Um, but we got our practice in that night, um, went to bed, woke up got there the next morning and um we played that game and i know i mean i listened to like the facebook um, broadcast that they had going right after the game It was pretty much like instant film so i could see how we did um but their broadcaster, or whatever was like kind of like a like an assistant i guess and he just kept mentioning how they were preparing for our pass all week and um i mean we we did like um like our passes against them but Um, we knew we could run the ball. So we put in this heavy package against them um, and and we were running the ball with, with me because we had our running back gunner lead block for me and he would pick up the linebacker. So I was pretty much one-on-one with their safety all game. Um, So we were running the ball and then it got pretty windy there towards like middle of the game. So our run game was going, going to town um, and then we ended up winning that game. Um, I think it was twenty eight to fourteen. Um so that was that was a really good game. That was our first playoff win in a very long time. Um, and I knew Doss, our head coach, had told us, like we did. we did the hard work getting into the playoffs. Now we got to do the even more hard work to not only win a game but win it all. Um so it was nice to win that first game, but we knew we had um, Delta the very next week and we would host that game, which would be our first playoff game that we'd host in an even longer time. Um, so we, we came home and we started to watch film. Um, you know, we we got ready for Delta. We knew that they were a super tough team. They had actually beat Moffat County. So we had that game of film. And then um, I, think, I think we all bought into film really well this year. I know our defense was watching film consistently. Our offense was watching film consistently. So we all, we all knew what we were doing and what we should be doing. Um, but that game, that game was, oh, I love that game. Our, our crowd was super into it. I know they brought a lot of people from Delta, um, but it was a really good game. And I remember on one of the plays specifically, um, we had drawn this playoff for Tate and it was like a back shoulder throw to the end zone. Um, and when our, when our offensive coordinator called it in, um, I went, I went to the huddle and I actually called, like I set the formation or whatever. And then I actually just caught the play touchdown because I had a lot of confidence that T was going <laughs> to hit King and, and catch the touchdown. Um, and then we ended up scoring the touchdown. So um, I was about so to was say, pretty... you
1: gotta walk the walk after you talk the socks. So oh, yeah. that's good to we, hear we that you delivered that on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was good to execute. Um, but it was just, it was just fun to see everybody, everybody light up in the crowd. I um, mean, just talking to everybody at the end of the game. Um, it was just it was just fun to see, especially like the alumni there from university that played. Um, I know they were happy to see us win. Um, and then the next game was was at Ian. Um, it was a game that we had been looking forward to since we lost. Um, and, you know, I think, I think we went in there pretty confident. I know um, people would think that since we're going against number one seed in their house and we had lost them, like, We should be pretty, like, not scared, but I guess nervous, but um, I think all week we had a great week of practice. Um, I mean, we knew who we were going against. We played them every year. So I think we were pretty confident. Um, And then, like you mentioned earlier, um, we got into a little bit of a shootout. Um, That first quarter was was pretty crazy. I know they had one play touchdown right off the bat for about 80 yards. And then we we had a nice drive, drove all the way down the field, scored a touchdown and then they had another long touchdown and then we had another long drive um but that game that game was super fun i think i don't know i might just be biased but i think i think our crowd was a little bit better that day especially being a being away you know i think our fans traveled really well um but it was just super fun to play that last game there um especially against our rival in front of all those fans i think i think it was fun um i mean obviously i I, I hoped that we would have come out on top, but um, I mean, like I said, losses happen. And um, if, if we were going to lose, it, it would be the end. So, um, I mean, they won it in the end. So I guess we, we lost to the best team, but um, we came up a little bit shy, but I'm super proud of our team and what we accomplished this year for sure.
1: Yeah, no, and you have a a lot to be proud of. And, you know, just kind of doing a raw reaction to a lot of this news you know, I think that you can kind of see that it was a bit of a turbulent season, but I mean, one that you guys can be very happy and proud of. You know, obviously that uh, Eagle Valley game, that's wild and a different defense, and it's nice to get those looks against kind of one of those hybrid fronts. Uh, I I'm low-key a huge fan of those defenses, so I can't wait to watch that film. And you know, having come back that comeback win against the Academy that's huge and you know getting to kind of see how these other teams succeed and you know stuff like that is just awesome and getting a win back at valley you know that's that's just awesome to hear it brings a smile to my face like hey you know I scored touchdowns here before and then you just go out and do it on you know the biggest stage at least in you know local sports in Colorado so that's awesome and uh you know I I gotta put some respect on your name too you know I uh you know, when I initially released my bracket, I did take Moffat County, and I'm going to own up to that. I was very high on that running back out of there. I believe uh, Evan Atkins, I want to say is yep. his name. And, yep. you know, yep. he was he was one of the leaders in touchdowns, period, in the state of Colorado. So I bought a little too much into his hype, um, for sure. And, and you made me eat my words. So I want to congratulate you on that and, uh, you know, make it as far as you did. Lots to be happy of. Simon... Coach V actually made it out to both of those Eaton games, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, he was very excited. And uh, I want to say that that regular season game that you guys had... Now, I'm speaking for him, so I could be wrong. But that had to be one of his favorite, if not his favorite game of the entire season. So, way to deliver a show there against, you know, the eventual 2A uh, champs. And both of those games, honestly, you guys put up uh, great fights. So... Yeah, just wanted to congratulate you on that. And, um, you know, kind of talking about you talked about some alumni here, obviously, that made it out to that game. And that's awesome to hear. And a historic season, obviously, getting those playoff wins. Your, you know, statistical season of the amount of touchdowns that you scored is ludicrous. I mean, holy, you can't argue with the numbers when you look at them. I mentioned them earlier but i'm pretty sure that your max preps also includes you know the the sacks that you experienced as well in your rushing category cuz you just have some games where your rushing stats are off the charts like you said that Moffitt County game you ran for over 100 yards and also threw a couple of dots so you know you put up insane numbers here university had a great and historic season and so you know you're talking about a lot of these other guys you know obviously uh we're familiar with padilla he was one of our 2a candidates because of what he did on both sides of the ball you, t- you talked about your other receiver uh tate 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 talked about your other receiver tate you know and obviously the numbers don't lie they had 20 touchdowns receiving touchdowns between just the two of them so they showed out but who are some guys to maybe look look out for in the future here at university Or you know maybe even this next season. Who are some of those underclassmen that you think might step up?
0: Yes, I think first is my other tower on the left side, um, Logan Getting. That dude, he's a freak of nature. He's 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 going to be some some special here here in a little bit. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. And then Paxton Daggett. He was a lot of people don't know, but he actually like pretty much pretty much broke his back in the middle of the season. Um, I think his last game was um, Eagle Valley, I think. And he was playing super hurt. And I remember he caught one of the two-point conversions and it just like bended his back pretty bad. Um, And I know the doctor pretty much told him like if, because I know he likes wrestling a lot. And the doctor told him that if he wanted to wrestle, that he'd have to take some time off because his back was in pretty bad condition. So we actually didn't have him for a few games um, healthy, at least. And he actually came back that last game against Eaton um, because he was going to get, I think, I think he was going to get some type of help for his back, um, I guess, like two weeks after that Eaton game. So um, he put on the line for us and he sacrificed his body. So um, I have tons of respect for Paxton. I know a lot of people didn't know that he was out, um, but I know he he caught a few touchdowns um, while he was playing healthy. And I, I really wish we would have had him healthy for the whole season. Um, but I think. Those two, and then Kean Baxley, he was our linebacker, and he's the one who stepped up for Paxton when he got hurt at slot. Um, I know he was – I think he won All-State honorable mention. Um, I think he's super special on the defensive side. Um, he just – he loves to hit. Um, I know he plays rugby, so um, he's he's always hitting. He's always around the ball. Um, and I think that those three, those three are going to lead the team next year. Um, I think I think they're going to have a lot of success around those three. Um, and as long as as long as everybody follows them, I think they'll be all right next year.
1: Yeah, and I was taking a look at their stats as you were shouting them out. And you know I was impressed. Also, just shout out to your coaching staff for updating these stats and being all over it, because, you know, when I look at it, I can see that, you know, Paxton missed about half the season I can see that Tate you know missed the one game because it says 11 games played and a lot of schools and programs they're not the best about updating their stats on max preps even though that is up to the coaches so you know shout out to your coaching staff and geez Baxley out here with 16 tackles for loss
0: oh yeah she was he was crazy on the dn side
1: sweet and I'm excited to to see what they do there at university this next year but uh Kind of transitioning here a little bit. Obviously, congratulations to to those Bulldogs and you for an incredible, incredible, legendary season, you know, and uh, everything you guys accomplished. Mad respect to that. But uh, kind of transitioning from high school a little bit towards that kind of next chapter in your life, you know. How has, you know, recruiting been for you if it's been active or inactive or... What you're willing to talk about there what are kind of some takeaways that you've had from a recruiting process whether that's you know here with football or whether you're looking to maybe play baseball on the next level what's that kind of looking like
0: yeah so i guess on the football side um i know i've i know my my head coach Doss has talked to a few coaches and i know like they're showing interest um but the main thing that they're worried about is my height um but I know you guys had mentioned in your evaluation that as long as I can get it done, um, height shouldn't really matter. Um, but I know that it, it hasn't been too active. Um, I haven't I haven't got any offers yet. Um, but I think I've shown everything that I can do this year. Um, and I think, um, I mean, besides my height, I think I think I'm I'm up there for one of the top quarterbacks. Um, so I think. Um, I think my play speaks for itself and um, I mean I, I have the grades um, I'm a straight-A student um, I'm in National Honor Society so
1: yes, I mean, I can get the classroom
0: so um, I, I think I think I've done my best to um, show who I am and um, I think whoever whoever wants to take the chance I think I think I'll make them proud and prove them right
1: and I agree wholeheartedly you know I think when we were looking through it you know sometimes kids don't post things on their twitter which is fair but i remember just watching your film and looking back at the twitter and just thinking man this kid is so under recruited i mean i look i've seen worse hype be be successful on on the next level too and on that's I don't know. When you have all the things going for you that you do, I mean, you had one of the strongest arms and one of the most accurate arms, you know, in all of our rubrics. I mean, I rated your accuracy uh, a nine and I'm really I, I don't know if you could tell by the rest of the episode, but I'm very stingy with my nines. And that's just how I grade in general. But I was like, man, just the way that he squeezes the ball into windows and where he puts the ball, I can't not give him a nine. So I agree that. You know whoever whoever does offer you or whatever that path looks like they are going to find a diamond in the rough and i certainly think you are a next level quarterback and you know i agree with everything you say there and i said it in the episode too that you're a next level quarterback and all these schools are missing out by overlooking you literally because of height. and also huge shout out and kudos to you for this know 4.0 GPA straight A and National Honor Society stuff man that is awesome that's what we love to see because I mean look football isn't literally forever so you got to get it done in the classroom you got to think about that next chapter whenever because it could be you know as soon as this fall or it could be in 30 years but no matter what you know you're not gonna be throwing a football until you're 80 years old Uh, even as much as Tom Brady may have us thinking that's possible um, at some point you you do something else. So congratulations on those awesome grades. And I guess, um, you know, when you do start looking for whether that's a college that you're going to play at, or, you know, just a school in general, what are some things that you prioritize from a school or program, you know, other than maybe even just the opportunity to play?
0: Um, So I would say location. Um, I like warm weather. I mean, I live in Colorado, so it's snowing right now, but um I like I like to live in the warm weather, um, pretty much just to be just to be close to like the city, I guess. I don't like to necessarily be in the middle of nowhere. Um, I like to go out and have some fun. Um, maybe close to my family. I know I have a lot of family in Texas. Um, so um, just location and um, I guess the culture of the school as well. I know, like I mentioned earlier, I like to win a lot, so I want to be a part of a winning program. Um, and if and if they're not winning program then um, I can I can do my best to help them out um, but I would say I'm pretty open um, I like to I like to i don't know I guess um, live I guess so um, I like to go camping um, so I guess if I'm not in the city it's not such a big deal but um, I might say location and just close to my family would be would be ideal for me
1: you heard it here first uh texas colleges you guys have a have a jump on the uh great garza sweepstakes all you got to do is uh hit him up and give him the chance and uh he will win football games for you but um you know the i find all of those things very interesting seeing as how university is located in Greeley, and um (laughs) going to Greeley for for all my years of college no disrespect to Greeley, but uh it's very different from what you're looking for on the next chapter. And I find that just a just a little funny. And I'm allowed to joke about that because I, I live there. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, um. I mean, there's not there's not much to do here. So whenever I get the chance, I, I like to go either to like Loveland or even like Denver just to like get out um, of the city and um, I don't know, just go, go go to some bigger places, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's not called Cowtown for nothing. And, uh, all respect to Greeley, but, uh, I, I hear you there and I just, I find that very, uh, very funny and interesting and hope that you're able to find that, um, kind of, you know, reflecting a little bit on the, like the past four years and, kind of where you are now, are there any things that you kind of wish you knew before recruiting that you wish, you know, you learned previous or things that you've picked up that you think are helpful towards uh, upcoming student athletes?
0: Um, I would just say I wish I knew just to start a little bit earlier with recruiting. Um, I think I got a little bit of a late start, and maybe that's why um, things aren't going the way I thought they would go. Um, I thought that I mean, coaches would just reach out to me, but um, I didn't really know that I had to reach out to to them um, first, like to start the conversation. So I would say just to start a little bit earlier. um, And I think going to like those prospect camps would help a lot too, just to get your name to those coaches and to show them what you have, um, just to get yourself on their radar. um, Because I know, I mean, I know talking to them and emailing them can, can help, but I think showing them with your actions can help. Help you in the long run. Um, but I would say I would say those two things, mainly, just starting earlier and going to more of those prospect camps. just I say just getting my name out there a little bit more would have helped me um, probably just just get
1: a few more offers and um, just overall. yeah, no, I agree. And uh, you know, actually, on the uh, date of this recording, February sixth, You know, Coach V and I, we did attend an EPO workout and there are some eighth graders in there, seventh graders, ninth graders, you know, all the way up to even like juniors and stuff, or, you know, incoming juniors, I should say, Uh, football jargon and class year gets all mixed up. But, you know, we always stress to them like, hey, it's never too early to start building your brand. And, you know, there's even some examples of eighth graders that, you know, they have their Twitter, they have what class they're in, their height, their weight, and they push They post highlights and workout videos and things like that go a long way. I did an interview with Rod Green sometime last year. He's a tackle over at Grambling State. And, you know, he was talking about as a junior, he didn't have any stars. But then he started posting like workout videos just on Twitter and stuff and spreading awareness and tagging coaches. And then he ended up with two stars just from that, along with his height and weight. And then come during the regular season, he put in that work. And he he backed it up on the film and he got three stars. You know, he earned another star uh, just from putting himself out there. He didn't use, you know, all these other things. And like you said, he also went to those camps. So this is the type of stuff that, you know, especially these younger players, these Colorado players need to learn because there is plenty of talent in this state. But often, you know, I I mean, just you as an example, it gets overlooked because it's in Colorado, which is unfair. But, you know, starting off here and laying down that foundation for those younger kids to kind of have that guidance is always a good thing. So thank you for sharing those advice th- that advice, and I echo it entirely. And, um, you know, if, if there's anything other than that, you know, as far as advice that you give to high school athletes making their way through high school, what else would it be? You know, because that's kind of the recruiting side, but if you think there's other things that up-and-coming players should know now would be a good time to go and lay it down to him coach him up uh, garza
0: <laughs> um i think i mean i think i've done a pretty good job i think just staying on top of your grades um i know if you don't get all the money that you that you hope for from um athletic athletic wise um if you don't get all that scholarship money you can make it up in in um like in academics so i think just staying on top of your grades would help a lot I'm also just living in the moment, not taking anything for granted, um, just enjoying where you're at. I know high school goes by really fast. Um, It's only four years of your life. So just living in the moment and just um, not taking anything for granted. Um, Every practice, every play, every game, just um, making sure that you give it your all and um, just, just give it your best. And I know just appreciating your coaches, your family, Um, your teammates and just taking time to appreciate everything that they do to help you out Um, because i know that especially for me if it wasn't for all of my um people around me i wouldn't be where i am so i'm just taking time to um appreciate everything that's in your life and just not taking anything for granted because um, whether it be an injury or something like that it can all be taken away from you super fast so you know i'm just just love it while you can and um i mean yeah that's it
1: i think that's good advice and you know no matter how many times we talk about grades on here i never get tired of hearing about players stressing grades because i mean there are some athletes who don't get the offers that they athletically you know can get because their grades aren't where they need to be and and like greg said Even if you can't play on the next level or you don't get an opportunity to play on the next level, your grades can still help with your future. So absolutely do what you got to do in the classroom, because, I mean, look, eligibility is a thing in high school football and it's a thing in college football, too. If your grades ain't quite there, you're not going to get to play. So take care of that stuff. And obviously, you know, everything Greg talked about living in the moment and stuff like that. I got to echo that 100 percent. And. Greg, you you very briefly mentioned, you know, being thankful of those around you and recognizing all those who are, you know, with you on your journey and stuff. And we're kind of getting towards the end of this interview. And I think that you you've been really awesome answering and, you know, giving us great segues, by the way. So shout out to that for being a great guest on our show. But who are some people that you want to shout out? Whether it's friends, family, coaches, fellow players who've been important to your academic or athletic career, who you'd like to thank. And honestly, here at Playmakers Corner, we believe in giving you all the time that you need to shout out all of these players or, you know, friends, family. Take as much time as you need to thank anyone who's been crucial and important to your life up to this point.
0: Okay, so. First, I'd like to shout out my brother Lupe. Um, he always believes believed in me. Um, he and I would actually go to UNC and he'd run routes for me so that I could get better. Um, he always told me to believe in myself and be confident in who I am and what I can do. Um, next, I'd like to thank my parents for being supportive of every decision I've made. They made sure I stayed on top of my grades and also made me the person I am today. I'd like to thank my coaches, Coach Doss and Coach Ewing, who I've worked for for these last four years in order to be where I am today. Um, They've allowed me to be who I am and have fun on the field. Um, Lastly, I'd like to thank all of my teammates. They push me every day in practice to get better. Um, I'd like to thank my offensive line for allowing me to do my thing back there and giving me the time to get the ball to the right receiver, Um, especially to my receivers who are the best in the state without a doubt. I was blessed to have such a talented receiving core to throw to this year. Um, None of my success would have happened if it wasn't for any of the any of the people i just mentioned and I just, and I just want to say how much i appreciate everything they've done for me
1: that was awesome and heartfelt and i appreciate you shouting all those people out and uh you know i'm grateful for them too because i got to watch some great football you know and uh meet an awesome guy and i can feel the sum of your parts in in your voice and how you describe it so Thank you all so much for, you know, uh, providing us with such an awesome football player and an even better guy here. But yes, thank you to all those people who were a part of uh, Greg Garza's life. And thank you, Greg, for taking time out of your day to stop by on the show. We appreciate your time and, uh, and your game. So obviously we wish you the best of luck moving forward. And like I said, please go ahead and listen to those other episodes. Episode 107, that is our top 522 quarterbacks in Colorado, and then episode 95, that is our end of the year 2A awards, where we talk about his most valuable playmaker season. And you can listen to those on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor. You can also, find them, I believe on YouTube as well. So go ahead and subscribe or follow any of those to get notifications for our latest episodes and to listen to those episodes. And we post about our new episodes on social media. You can follow us at Playmaker Corner on Twitter at Playmakers Corner on Instagram. We're also on Facebook as Playmakers Corner. And while you're doing that, kind of social media carousel, go ahead and give us a follow on TikTok as well, where we make TikToks talking about our top five lists. And you know, we're gonna have one of Greg here with some highlights as well as just some quick hitters on his film and game. So be sure to tune in for that and subscribe to our twitch as well as well, where we are going to be doing our live streams of either film breakdowns, girls flag football, and the sort of that. Lots of content on Twitch for you guys. We've also talked about 77 Trouts and all of that stuff. Be tuned for more film breakdowns and more interviews throughout this month and the rest of the season. If you are wanting your film broken down, please make sure to go to our link tree in the bio of one of our social media accounts where there is a Google form. Fill out that Google form if you want your film broken down. And, you know, we'll eventually get to it. We are prioritizing seniors first, seeing as how they are graduating somewhat soon and, you know, within the next few months. But other than that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Playmakers Corner. I have been your host, Cody Stauffer, and peace.